welcome to Her Unrealistic Ways. Hi, I'm Molly Hamill, a former corporate executive turned spiritual entrepreneur on a mission to help women create unrealistic results in unrealistic ways, to rely on energy, intuition, and manifesting as much as action, thinking, and doing it all themselves. In this podcast, you'll hear me share insights from my own journey, as well as conversations with inspiring women who are creating their own realities. Let's get started. I'm so excited to introduce you to Dr. Michael Smith, who has been an absolute pioneer and authority on all things related to being an empath. His work connecting empaths and sensitives with their divine potential has reached millions. One of my favorite things about Michael is that as talented as he is as an intuitive empath and medium, he's equally successful on the 3D plane. He has successfully run his spiritually based business for close to 20 years, which is something that not many can say. He is an embodiment of both woo and do, as we say on this podcast, living very much in communion with spirit as he empowers and helps so many in their human experiences. Every time I'm around his energy, I'm inspired to go deeper into my own relationship with spirit. Today, he's sharing some wisdom about being an empath and entrepreneur, including some insights on the topic of sales, which doesn't always come easily to empaths. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to have Michael Smith here today to go through all the things because he is such a rare energy on this planet. He is someone that navigates the 5D and beyond, which we've talked so much about in um, these podcasts and the 3D, like creating actual results while channeling spirit and doing all the things. And so I'm so happy to hear to have you here today to chat. And so just so everyone's aware, this is probably going to turn into a series of podcasts because I have so much that I want to talk to you about. And so welcome, Michael. I'm so excited to be here with you and with all of the your amazing listeners. We're really going to go deep today and explore, you know, what do we need to do in order to unite heaven and earth, unite the 5D with the 3D so that we can be masters of being both empathic and being a master of being an empath and also being master of the 3D business realm at the same time. So true. And you know, it's funny because a lot of my clients who are empaths, they wouldn't even identify that. They're not even in spiritual businesses, but they're so dialed in and they are indeed empaths. And, you know, as you heard in Michael's bio, his business is like he specializes in empaths. And so I'd love, if you're cool with it, just to share a little bit of your journey now, because you were kind of like classically trained as a therapist and then you shift over and you've had this business for a long time, which by the way, is so rare for people like who are listening. Like it's, it is very rare to have a successful business in this field for the 20 plus years that you've had it. So um, everybody get out your notepad and take down what Michael's saying, because (laughs) this is legit in a sea of people who are posers like the, he this is a legit energy source that you're about to learn from mm-hmm. well thank you for that um yeah. it's always nice to be you know to receive words of affirmation and compliments so thank you for that 
what I was doing was floundering for so many years and ignoring the inner call. I was an expert at that, like whatever <laughs> I could do to deny the call that I was feeling in my own mind, I was like, okay, I am going to go be a scientist, a researcher in my chosen field, which was counseling, uh, educational psychology, sociology. And I was so left brain dominant and there was this call at, as we all have, we all have our own version of our own inner call. And I was just like, no, I'm going to do what I want, <laughs> not what, <laughs> you know, and where did that lead me? I, it led me to being absolutely miserable <laughs> for so many years mm -hmm. until I absolutely hit my breaking point. I was in academia. And for those of you who know a little bit about academia, it's very soul -sucking. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it's just it. There is no room there for the spiritual. And I finally hit my breaking point when I got into a major shouting match with my department chair because <laughs> he was. I was trying to, and I did successfully set up a grant program to teach counselors about indigenous Native American healing methods, and I was trying to unite the left brain academia traditional counseling with here's how the indigenous view healing. Mm -hmm. And when I got into that shouting match, bye-bye, see you later. Universe said, Michael, we're going to manifest you getting fired. <laughs> so oh, I went that. something like that. And I'm sure that the listeners can relate. There's all these moments in our life where, where we're in resistance, hesitation, fear of the unknown, which is definitely where I was. And to make a long story short, which is going to hopefully provide hope and inspiration for the listeners is, uh, yeah, it took me a little while, but once I stepped outside my comfort zone, I uh, did take a bankruptcy. It took a little left turn, right turn, but it's the reason why that, that moment in time, I couldn't ignore that I needed to go pursue my calling, get trained in spirituality, hang out with Native Americans, do sweat lodges twice a week for four or five years. And then finally make the decision to specialize in my calling, which is working with empaths. And it's just been an elevator ride, a steady incline ever since then for the last 17, 18 years. So there we have it. And, and this is what we're all being asked is to follow that inner call. I love that so much. And, you know, struggle was the word that was coming up for me when you were talking about, you know, you're like trying to make this thing happen. And not only was it not being appreciated, but it was unwanted and costing you something eventually yeah. pretty big. Right. Yeah. But it's like, we're raised to push through it, to move through it, to like make it happen. And it's sometimes those blinders can be so strong that we don't see the other possibilities or mm -hmm realities because that can feel like quote failure mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i'm just it's it was like fascinating to see to listen to that from that perspective for me too and you know the energy what's coming up as you're talking is what the question rather that's coming up for all of us is what is the one energy the dominant energy that we are being asked to wield invoke and practice in order that we may serve most effectively 
the people that we are meant to serve. And I would suggest that that energy is the energy of surrender to our divine teams, guides, allies, friends that are always, I mean, that's where the inner call comes from. It's from that part of our consciousness, right? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, everyone like rewind that or whatever, hit the 10 second back thing and re-listen to that quote that Michael just gave us. He's a channel. He's not going to be able to say it again, exactly the same way. And neither would we again into these different dimensions, but there's so much out there. What I want to just highlight is that you service runs through you through every aspect of your being. And not everybody is like that. Mm. And there is a humility to that. And a lot of people think of vibration, which is ultimately what you were just talking about. Like, what is the vibration that I'm meant to embody? Right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us, because of, you know, Instagram marketing and manifesting all that stuff, it's like, we think we're going to be a vibration to get a result to receive in return. And what I heard from you was so different just then. It was really like, what am I meant to be in this to co-create, which is such a different energy than like, but I, you know, but I didn't manifest today. What, what vibe, what high vibe to have to be, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And it's not about, I mean, social media can very easily become a hamster wheel that becomes quite meaningless in my view. There is a a place for it Mm -hmm. and it needs to be in perspective so we don't feel like we need to constantly produce, produce. I need to be out there. I need to be out there. No, that is an egoic based thought. And where our true success comes from is humility and surrender of the ego, surrender, surrender, surrender. And when we do that, Mm -hmm. that is how we manifest amazing things. We must be thinking outside of ourselves and include that service component in every thought we have. The more that we include service, as you rightfully notice about me, my entire career is about how how can we as empaths mm-hmm. serve the divine by mm-hmm. serving others, by using our gifts in a way that does not overwhelm, drain, fatigue, or exhaust us? That yes. is the question. Yes. <laughs> yes. We talked about earlier the line, entrepreneurial success without empathic distress. Yeah. Amen. There was it, such... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, there was just such a consciousness when you were talking about that, such a depth of consciousness coming through you about like, what is the vibration that I want to bring to this? And when I interaction with this person that I'm having, it's just as you're showing up in the world, not even related to selling the product or service. It's just like, as I show up now, I'm leaving this person with this energy. As I show up. So this is the task, a task for all of us is to identify, recognize, know, and affirm who we are in our own unique medicine. You have interest in and see the world in the chakra system as one of your gifts and talents. That's not how I see the world. That's not my unique gift, but you know yourself. And that is a prerequisite to having a successful a business that is able to be sustained over time. 
Um, I know myself. And for all of those of you who are listening, I would invite you into asking the question of your divine team and your higher self, would you be able to show me more about my unique medicine with the understanding that the more that I know about myself, the more I accept myself, the more I embrace my own story, medicine, the more effective my business is going to be, whatever that business is. There's a direct correlation between knowing oneself and manifesting money and serving on a deeper level so that you can manifest more money for yourself so that hopefully you can take that money and not just hog it, right? We're light workers. If you want to <laughs> use money, it's an energy to be gifted and tithe and given away and used to make amazing projects, this type of a thing, right? But not overgive because empaths can do that exactly. too. So keep themselves so you can go on your own retreat and, you know, go to Michael's <laughs> retreat in May. No. Um, what I was thinking when you were just sharing all of that is this phrase that I talk about a lot in my programs is that authenticity is currency. And so we're in a different energy system now. And the more we're showing up authentically, whether that's through um, a system or structure that we use in our business that's aligned and not something that someone shoved down our throat, or whether it's us showing up in a way that's more vulnerable or more truthful, that is a currency, like a vibrational currency. But then there's also a tie to currency as in money, like doing that connects the currencies. <laughs> Absolutely. We need one of the things we're being tasked with as light workers, as empaths, as business owners, whatever our business is, is showing up and sharing who we really are. And like you said, there's a direct correlation between authenticity and sharing mm -hmm. who we really are and the currency and the income that we are able to therefore receive from our efforts in the world and our business. One of the biggest fears of all humans, in particular empaths, is the fear of being judged. Yeah. And what are people going to think of me? The fear of being seen for many empaths, because so many of us live in the world of spirit, it can be difficult to operate in the world of the human. And so many of us, we, we tend to step back. I know I did for many years and until I really learned about my own medicine and un unapologetically uh, shared it with the world. That's what we're being asked to do is to share not sell. And so think about that for a minute, how, how paradigm shifting that is for you as an entrepreneur, a budding entrepreneur or a, a current business owner, it doesn't matter. The more that we are able to unapologetically, authentically share our stories, share who we really are, warts and all, and, you know, including, you know, one of, how can we connect with someone most deeply? We can share one of our fears or one of our insecurities. My insecurity is that I have a ginormous nose. <laughs> and it's always oh, yeah. been that way since I was a child. And I was made fun of for having a large uh, schnoz, right? But now I just realize it's part of who I am. I love my nose. I've learned to love it. And the more that we can do this type of a thing and just not worry about what other people think of us, the more income we're going to have. And we don't even have to worry about selling because people will be magnetically attracted to us. Yeah. Who we are. Yeah. I got distracted by the nose comment. I'm not going to lie. Cause I would never have looked at you and thought that, but I, <laughs> I resonate because mine is my forehead. But um, anyway, 
This is perfect because this ties into what I was going to ask you is that when you're sharing from a place of deep authenticity, does it feel like less of a rejection if someone isn't interested in it? Like, because it's just, it's like the currency you're so tapped into. And where I'm coming from is that people who are empathic feel so deeply. So being an entrepreneur takes a lot of guts because you're constantly putting yourself out there with that can come some rejection or indifference or, you know, maybe not Mm -hmm. even just not, not the response that you're wanting. Right. And so empaths feel that to even a deeper degree, like, cause Mm -hmm. they feel everything to a deeper degree. So when you're sharing from such an authentic place, does it give you a little different perspective when you're not getting the exact response that you want? Absolutely, because what you're describing is sharing from a place of our higher self, which is uh, draw a line in an equal sign between authentic and divine. They are one in the same. Authenticity has nothing to do with your opinions. It has to do with the vibrational energy of who you are and who you've been designed by the universe to be. So in answer to your question, yes, when someone rejects you for whatever reason, when we are in our authentic divine selves, it doesn't hurt. Mm -hmm. It only hurts when we're in our egoic consciousness that believes that we give the power to the other person over who we are and how we feel. No. Yes. You're right on the money there. Yeah. That's something that I talk about in one of my programs and that's exactly it. Yeah. You're aligned with your power in that interaction or whatever, when you're dialed into your authentic vibration currency that you're sharing, which is different than giving someone else the power by like tap dancing and switching vibrations and see which one will work to get the sale or like whatever else, Yeah, which is such an energy burn (laughs) doing it that way. That's why we get overwhelmed as empaths in general. And especially if we're engaged in any type of business or corporate world, that's why we get drained is we simply are forgetting to remember that we always must be connected at all times. So we we need to be masters of, of moving back and forth effortlessly between the dimensions in the world. And that does take a little bit of practice. And it takes compassion for ourselves as we're learning that practice. We must have compassion for ourselves. Maybe we're not masters yet, but you know what? With uh, six months of practice or a year of practice, as we continue to grow and evolve, the point of being human while we're on this planet is that we become more proficient at moving back and forth between the worlds and remembering that we're always connected, even when we don't feel like we are. I love that so much. And I want to ask you exactly that because you are deeply, deeply ingrained in this sovereign connection and power within. And for people who are starting out or people who might be empaths, but not in spiritual businesses per se, Mm -hmm what would be a few things that they could start doing to begin cultivating that energy within that to begin showing up in that way, in their life, in their business, with their client, with their customer, whatever that would be for people who are 
newer, Mm -hmm. or also I would say, because this is something that um, I did for a long time. And a lot of um, clients that I work with have, I I call it like, you're doing the thing when you're on the meditation pillow, (laughs) you're dialed in, you're in your power. And then you like leave the meditation pillow or you leave the yoga mat. And then all the old shit comes up and you're like cutting people off and like (laughs) like going back to your old, very, very 3d ways because what you're what you've done is really integrated both of those so it's not a separation between you know universe 5D plus and then this 3D world it's very much integrated no matter what you're doing or how you're going about it I love how you said that we will all get to that place i believe sooner rather than later in our own unique divine timing we will all get to that place where we are integrated the quickest way to get there to be integrated with our human and our divine is to ask for help mm-hmm. and remember to ask for help. If there was going to be one thing that I would suggest that we all do for those of us that might feel like we're not there yet is to just ask for help. Oh my gosh, I am really worried right now about money or I'm stressed out about my coworkers or I'm stressed out about this, right? When we become aware Mm -hmm. that we are in our human emotional state and when those emotional states overwhelm us or make us feel worried, we just simply need to use that as an advocate for our light. So in that way, we use even those moments where we feel like we're going cuckoo Mm -hmm. and we just, oh, I'm going cuckoo right now. What do I need to do? Ask for help from our divine. Mm -hmm. That's it. And the moment that we ask for help, that is the gateway to miracles. And it is the gateway to surrendering in the moment so that we don't spin out mentally or emotionally. So the awareness piece that you mentioned before, and then the surrender piece too. So it's like ABC, always be conscious and then Mm -hmm. surrendering instead of perpetuating the struggle. Yeah. Because we don't, we, we never do anything by ourselves or in isolation. The egoic mind believes that it does. And we always have support and they, they meaning the divine or the higher self would, however you conceptualize it, it's all the same. We need to ask for help in order for the higher intelligence and higher consciousness to work its magic with us yeah well that's the biggest ego trip right is when we think we know more or we can do better (laughs) but we're doing it on our biggest block to growth (laughs) and evolution you got it yeah so i want to dive a little bit deeper because i want to give like a real like tangible chunk of your knowledge to people here and by the way michael and i are going to be doing a master class about these topics about being an empath entrepreneur in february 22nd so check out our websites. You'll see a little link somewhere. Title hasn't come down from 5D yet, but it will soon. Empaths, you know, they're they're constantly picking up everyone else's information, how everyone's feeling, how everyone's doing. And, you know, when you were talking about sharing, not selling, a key thing that I've noticed, like in myself and then in clients that I've worked with is that they're more dialed into the emotions of the other person and then projecting their fear there. So like they don't want to be a bother or 
they don't want to put the person in a play position of having to say yes or having to say no. So they'll just avoid. And so the sharing gets muddled because the focus is on the, what they're picking up that's happening in the other person and then not wanting them to feel bad or not wanting to put them in an uncomfortable situation. So I just kind of want to tap into your wisdom. Do you know, do you know where I'm, what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. The question that you're asking is a question that we all need to ask. How do I get distance when I am so sensitive to people's thoughts and emotions? Yes. To such a degree that a lot of the time I'm not even aware just how sensitive I actually really am, including telepathy. It's a real thing. So the question is, how do we get distance from the other person? How do we get distance from the collective? Yes. And for me, when I get emails that say you're a fucktard, uh, this type (laughs) of a thing, and this happens all the time, I get at least one email a week where someone is projecting their own version of who I need to be onto me, mm-hmm. I would suggest that what we need to become proficient in is adopting the following. What other people think of me is none of my business. Mm-hmm. And that is a phrase that I use to uh, soothe, mm, do this to my human ego. Well, nurturing. Nurture, Yeah. I I say that whenever I get something that's upsetting to me and don't get me wrong. I get very deeply upset and hurt by the, uh, when someone else projects their version of reality onto me, it does hurt. That will never change for any empath. What will change, however, is our reaction. It's Mm -hmm. temporary. It lasts a few seconds. And then when I catch myself and when you as a listener catch yourself being upset by any reaction, loved one, friend, partner, it doesn't matter. Our task is to use some version of that, find a version that works for you like it does for me. And then we just simply repeat that mantra, but we don't repeat it from our heads. We go to our hearts, we get present. Yeah. I do. I pair this with uh, my affirmations with an exhaling of my ego. So just give you an example, feel this. Mm-hmm. I blew out and I exhaled my ego so that I could go deeper and deeper into my divine presence. If we pair our breath uh, with and then repeat the affirmation from our heart, man, what, what this person thinks of me, I don't care. It's none of my business. That's how affirmations can become much more effective. A lot of us understand that when we say affirmations in our mirror, it may not feel real. And the reason it doesn't feel real is because we're repeating it or saying it from our egoic consciousness. What we need to do is exhale our ego and it, it's so easy. <laughs> Take a breath, make it your intention to exhale your egoic consciousness and what is left in its place, our divinity. And when we repeat affirmations from our divinity, that's when it lands. Because you've cleared, I mean, and that's, you know, oh gosh, I could say so much right now, but that's really the power of the feminine of moving that energy. But then really what you did was also just settle your nervous system and the nervous through that breath. Like it's that simple through the breath to, to, to flip the switch with your nervous system. And which is so taxed for people who are entrepreneurs, um, really? empaths, I meant to say, but both. <laughs> yeah. It's calming the, 
it's uh, activating the vagus nerve. Yeah. And, and, and what does the vagus nerve do? It completely calms the whole nervous system and it takes us out of the fight or flight stress response. And then what happens when we are out of the stress response, we are receptive to affirmations. Uh, and it's a form of self hypnosis. That's what hypnosis is, is getting us very relaxed and then repeating the affirmations from that place. I love what you just said and bringing in the science. That's super interesting. And then, okay, I like this. So if someone's, if someone actually experiences the rejection, I know the emails you're talking about. I remember after going through an intense fertility journey, I shared an email that I was pregnant and some of mm. the hate that I got back. I was like, are you kidding me right now? And it was deeply hurtful because, mm. you know, it's like you share something that's important to you and some of the responses are just, wow, that person's not in their higher wisdom, heart, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. uh, to respond this way. But, um, and it can, it can hurt, but I love what you said there. It's just like, this is my language, like moving the energy and then returning to your source. So uh -huh. if you want to overlay the mantra that works for you, if you want to reconnect with the vibration that, that you're consciously operating from, which you talked about earlier, then you're, you can feel the energy, like just talking to you, like the energy shifted. Mm -hmm. So for what about for people too? I mean, I guess they could use the same process for people who are even afraid to like make the offer. For example, if there's, if they're sharing, you know, something from their business to someone, because they're paralyzed by something that hasn't even happened yet. Would you go through a similar process? Absolutely. And um, so, yes, before we make that, if we're having a, trying to book a client or, or get a sale, so to speak, as you said, sh sharing the offer, yes, pair it with a, with a deep exhale that sets the intention or that, you know, sets the stage. And what we also can do, and it's a very powerful technique, is to reconceptualize and reframe what we're doing. So, a lot of times we feel this internal pressure to sell or make the sale mm -hmm. rather than making a sale. What are we actually doing from a 5D perspective? Yeah. We are inviting a person into their own divinity or their own into something that will help them. We're, yeah. we're providing, all we're doing is we're providing an invitation for services, goods, something that will provide help, comfort, relief, or will be beneficial to our customer or our client in some way. And when we look at it from that perspective, how does that change? How does that feel to you, Molly? Like the difference between making a sale versus simply providing an invitation? It's like night and day and it what it brings up for me is the connection piece over the, I don't want to say accomplishment. It's not the exact right word, but the outcome mm -hmm. it's connecting me to connecting me to the connection over the outcome, yeah. which that's often what creates the outcome. Yeah. Anyway. We, we release the, we release any, when we realize that we're all, we're all sovereign beings and yeah. 
I am simply providing the invitation for something that will help you. And then just being like uh, in our 5D, our, div our divinity, that energy, when we connect to it, when we remind, to, remind ourselves that we must connect, then in the moment, we don't have any fear over the outcome or what the person will say or not say. Yeah. React. We just don't. The higher self doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. And and that, I think that's easier when you are connected, like um, if you want to call it the energy of passion or purpose, but like whether it's whatever you're selling, you know, whether it's a brick and mortar situation or a spiritual service, when you're tapped into the authenticity of that, meaning the purpose behind it, the reason for it, yeah. the benefit that someone's going to get out of it, it creates a flow of energy. And I remember this was a few years ago, but I was running something and I was like, uh, damn, like <laughs> I got one woman selling wine. I got another one, like does taxes and like other people that are estheticians. And it was just like across the board. And I was like, how do I like, you know, bring this energy together? Because it was just a lot of variety. And the channel that I did at the time said that, if you bring peace and or joy to someone through whatever you're sharing, like product service, you are doing the work of the universe, the work of God, whatever word you like. Yes. But those two vibrations, I mean, when I, when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, that is the, that is the common thread between all of these seemingly very different career paths. Yes, please do my taxes for me. That gives me peace of mind. I don't want to do them. Uh, a glass of wine that could bring you peace or joy, you know, like a facial that brings me peace and joy. Like it was, it, it just brought that together for me. And I'm like, when you're dialed into the possibility of the energy that you're creating through the interaction or through the offer, then it's like, oh, like flow. Totally. And so what's coming up as you're talking, I mean, the energy is moving. We weave energy when, when we speak and you're doing it beautifully right now. And I'm loving it because I'm receiving what you're creating for all of us. And what's coming up is the question that all of us, no matter what we're involved uh, with, what type of business we're involved in, is how can I bring peace and joy to those that I'm serving? Mm -hmm. And the answer is very simple, is a ment attach a mental intention mm -hmm to whatever it is that we're offering or sharing in our businesses. Mm -hmm. And it's a form of prayer. And for those of you that have been wounded, like uh, I have from religion, prayer might be a concept that'd be like, oh, I want to run a thousand miles away. Well, simply replace the word prayer with intention. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what is my intention for those that I'm serving in my business? How can I bring peace and joy? All it takes is let me bring peace and joy by using my creative abilities that I've been gifted with from the universe from birth to attach that intention to the product or the service that I'm offering. And guess what happens? That energy comes back to us and strengthens us mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I want to throw mm. an amen out there, but I don't want to scare off the other people who have religious wounds like I do too. So. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> It's so common. We've I know. We've all been, you know, run the other way from religion. <laughs> and the underlying truth of all religions is 
something that, I mean, it's true. And, and, and the truth is that there is a force that is greater than humanity and we're all one and we're all connected to it. And then religion distorts it and perverts it and corrupts it. And it causes, unfortunately, well, actually, it's actually kind of a good thing because we go on the journey as a soul of realizing that's all bullshit. And then we take our own power back, which is our authenticity and our divinity that comes from our heart. And um, I know I'm grateful for having been born Catholic and, you know, yes, it took me a while to run the other way from all of that and my own divinity, but then ultimately in the end, as many spiritual masters teach, it all comes around, what goes around comes around and we all come back to the truth Mm -hmm. that we're all one in the end. That's so beautiful. Thank you, Michael Smith. Um, thank you, Molly, and thank you to everyone who's committed to, you know, stepping up your game, up leveling your consciousness and committing to service today. And it is, don't let anyone tell you otherwise, listening to Molly's podcast or any class or podcast or anything is an act of commitment and service to uh, the greater consciousness that we're all a part of. Very well said. Very well said. And that is the quote work really. And that's the shift that we're in right now is understanding that that is the work and doing the work mm-hmm. that work on self, um, that work with vertical divine. Um, mm-hmm. so as I mentioned, we are going, Michael and I are hosting a masterclass at the end of February, and we're going to be diving into all things, related to being an empath and an entrepreneur. So go to either of our sites. I mean, mine is mollyhamill.com. If you follow this podcast, you know that. Or go to Michael's site. And Michael, I'm going to drop all your contact information in the show notes, but can you just tell people now what your company name is and everything? So yes, that- it's Empath Connection. And you can go and to empathconnection.com and learn all about the programs that we have, including the course that Molly referenced. And we've got other... I mean, if you're an empath, we've got like literally a gazillion programs for you to yeah. choose from retreats in Sedona, Alaskan cruise this year, uh, mediumship development classes and wow. membership community where you can connect with members of your tribe as an empath and not feel so alone and isolated anymore. That's amazing. I didn't know you're up to all that. I mean, we've been so focused in our little corner of the empath entrepreneur that I didn't know an Alaskan cruise. That's amazing. Mm, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I've never been there, but um, Michael and I actually met in Sedona. So I, I know that the uh, retreat that you're leading there will be amazing. So for people who are interested in something other than our masterclass, that's always a great option. Mm-hmm. Okay. So share with us um, on social media, like what spoke to you in this conversation? Um, if you have some fellow uh, empaths in your life who you think would benefit from hearing this wisdom that Michael dropped today, please share it. And we will connect with you the next time when we take a deeper dive into the subject of the empath entrepreneur.